0: And welcome to the second podcast in our series, On the Top Shelf, which deals with topical issues in IFRS that impacts clients that operate in the retail and consumer industry. My name is Shreya, and I'm a manager at PwC's Accounting Consulting Services. And I'm joined today by Salia Mulla, who is part of the PwC South African Accounting Consulting Services Retail Industry Team. Welcome to the podcast, Salia. Thank you, Shreya. It's so good to be here today. Salia, let's dive right in. I understand that IFRS 16 has had a tremendous impact on the retail and consumer industry. And we also touched on that topic a bit in our last podcast. Yes, exactly.
1: So IFRS
0: 16 has had a material impact on a number of
1: clients in this industry. Particularly, what we've been seeing is that the determination of the lease term is such a crucial input into this calculation. This is because the lease term drives the value of the lease liability and consequently impacts the right-of-use asset that results from
0: it. Mm -hmm. I agree. And as the right-of-use asset is initially measured at cost and is driven by the amount of the initial measurement of the corresponding lease liability. Big picture, I understand that the lease term is determined by the non-cancellable period of a lease together with the lease's renewal periods, if the lessee is reasonably certain to exercise and the termination options if the lessee is reasonably certain not to exercise. So this lease term is so important because it essentially then goes ahead and drives our resulting lease liability. So it's a very important input into our IFRS 16 calculation. But Salia, help me get practical here. What are some of the practical decisions or indicators that we have seen that then feed into this determination of the lease term? So, that is a good question, Shriya. Typically, the approach is to group leases into portfolios
1: and then apply indicators to that portfolio. So, if we consider, for example, a group of loss making stores, if those stores are loss making, they're most likely to be closed down once a termination option comes up. And in that case, we'd exclude the option to renew the lease and keep the lease term to the non cancelable period of that contract. On the other hand, though, if we have an anchor store and have spent a lot of money to enhance the anchor store through leasehold improvements and to make it a real landmark for the brand, it would make sense then to factor in the contractual right to renew that lease um, that's contained in the contract, um, and then we'd end up with a much longer lease term. Where it gets tricky, though, is given the downturn in the economy, We might have retailers that previously factored in options to extend the lease, but now they're having second thoughts and have now decided to close down those stores. We also find that in some instances, the initial non cancelable lease term ends up resulting in rates that exceed market rates for that location and age of that mall or business center. And in those cases, a retailer might decide to rather negotiate a new lease than to extend the old lease by exercising the renewal
0: options in that contract. Hmm, A lot of good points in there, Salia. But particularly, I want to just pick up on that point you just mentioned about stores closing down. Where you're thinking of closing down the store because of reasons that are entirely within the control of the lessee, an entity is prompted to go ahead and reassess whether it's reasonably certain to take up an option to extend the lease or not. But I think a tidbit there or a good tip is that the timing of the decision, i.e., when the decision is made to close down, is also crucial from a financial year end perspective. This is because questions around IFRS 5, discontinued or abandoned operations can actually arise. But I digress. Let's head back to IFRA 16. Salia, when should a lessee actually revise the lease term? And that's a great question. But remember,
1: the lessee shall revise the lease term if there's a change in the non-cancellable period of that lease. For example, by deciding not to exercise a renewal option that was previously included in the determination of the lease term. In that instance, the lease is modified. The lease liability is discounted using the revised lease payments and a revised discount rate for the remainder of the shorter lease term. And in that case, you'd have a shorter lease term than previously because the retailer decided to close the store in the new year. But Shria, there's a lot to think about when it comes to lease
0: terms. Mm, I agree, Salia. There's a lot to come to terms with. <laughs> Salia, I also understand that there's been an extension of the IFRS 16 lease concessions amendment due to COVID-19, right? Yes, exactly. So there has been an extension of the period which lessees
1: can take advantage of that amendment. But I think for our listeners' purposes,
0: let's take it a few steps back and think about what the original lease concessions meant in the first place. Sure, good point there. I think I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. So let's take it a step back. In May 2020, the IASB published an amendment to IFRS 16 that provides an optional practical expedient for lessees. Lessees are not required to assess whether a rent concession related to COVID 19, with a reduction in lease payments due on or before the 30th of June 2021, was a lease modification. So, in other words,
1: a lessee didn't have to go through the owner's exercise of analyzing whether or not a rent concession relating to COVID-19 constituted a lease modification or not. They could just elect to apply the practical expedient.
0: A hundred percent, Salia. It would be really ironic if you received some commercial or in some territories regulated relief from your landlord, but the actual resulting accounting was a nightmare, right? (laughs) So this concession seems to make things a bit easier. Can you tell us a bit more about the scope of the amendment? So, who can apply this? What criteria does a lessee need to fall into in order to apply this amendment?
1: Sure. So, just to keep in mind, there are three things to think about in terms of the scope. So, firstly, the change in the lease payment that resulted in the revised consideration for the lease that was substantially the same or less than the consideration for the lease immediately preceding the change. Secondly, any reduction in lease payments affected only payments due on or before 30th June 2021. However this date, as we've mentioned, has been now extended to 30 June 2022. and lastly, there was no substantive
0: change to other terms and conditions of that lease. Thanks for sharing a bit more with us about the scoping of the amendment and who can apply it. I understand all three components of that criteria you just mentioned must be applied, so very important to get into the details. Salia, can you maybe also tell us what the crux is of the rent concession amendment? So why is it so attractive for retailers to apply it? How does it make our life easier?
1: So essentially, lesies could elect to account for COVID-19 rent concessions as if they were not lease modifications under IFRS 16. So, for example, some lease contracts contained pre-existing force majeure or similar clauses. And where such a contract contained such clauses that resulted in reduced payments, the substance might have been appropriately accounted for as negative variable lease payments that are not dependent on
0: an index or a rate. Aha, this does generally sound a bit easier overall than having to account for a lease modification and having to go ahead with the onerous task of redetermining an incremental borrowing rate as part of modification accounting. Yes, but
1: it's not as simple as electing the amendment, Shriya. There is a slight catch to the extended amendment. So if a lessee already applied the practical expedient in the May 2020 amendment, it is required to continue to apply the practical expedient consistently to all lease contracts with similar characteristics and in similar circumstances using the March 2021 amendment. However, if a lessee did not apply the practical expedient in the May 2020 amendment to eligible lease concessions, it is prohibited from applying the practical expedient
0: in the March 2021 amendment. Salia, there's always a catch with accounting, right? (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Let's take a step back and recap what we've covered. In today's session, we came to terms with a lease term and thought about practical aspects that inform our lease term accounting, such as anchor stores, where one would more likely include extension options into the lease term. We also discussed the IFRS 16 rent concessions extension, where the IASB, published a further amendment to extend the date of the practical expedient from the 30th of June 2021 to the 30th of June 2022. Thanks for having me on this podcast today, Shreya. I'm really looking forward to joining you again soon in the aisle looking up at the top shelf. Thanks, Salia. This podcast is brought to you by PwC, all rights reserved. PwC refers to the South African member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com forward slash structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.